Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now between the mats. And we are back here in the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. You are between the mats. I am Matt McJunkins. Right across from me is the man, Matt Wilcox. Matt, how are you doing today? Good junk, good junk. Feels good to be back. Oh, it does. We took a little break uh, with the end of spring and, and summer coming on, and we just kind of geared everything towards the great game. Of the oblong football. <laughs> That's correct. Even though I took a bashing from some of my some of my son's friends that played baseball, and they're like, "What what happened with the baseball, man? <laughs> no love for baseball." Well, you know, we did try a little bit of baseball, and just not really our lane. You know, I love it. I watch it. I really keep up with it. My kids play it. I coach it. I umpire it. But. Covering high school baseball, you really got to be in the game. You do. And, and and there are some, unlike football and basketball, there are some good guys out there that are covering high school baseball in the state that do a fantastic That's job. That's right. And what you'll see when you follow them is that when you cover baseball, covering high school baseball is just a small part of covering high school baseball players. That's right. Because they're so involved, you know, recruiting-wise, I mean, these kids are going to showcases. They're playing summer ball. They're playing all these different different leagues, and it's just a different animal from what we see with high school football. That's exactly right. It's it's tough. It's a full-time gig, and unfortunately, it doesn't pay very well for us to cover no. high school baseball full-time. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And uh, uh, Coach Bo Hannon – does a great job. He does. It does a great We're going to let, let him have it. <laughs> Congratulations, Coach Bowen. It's all yours. But what we are so excited about is what we've geared to now, which is kind of our bread and butter. And what most people that listen to sports in the state of Arkansas listen for is high school football. That's right. That's right. And this, you know, our first show of our second season. And so we kind of got a late jump on it last year when we decided to do this. I guess what was it? Was it was mid-season. Mid-season, week six, week seven. Yeah. And so uh, super excited about getting the jump on it first week. Uh, we're going to do some previews. We're going to start out with 7A and then work our way down all the way to 2A. And I think if we've got it figured right, that last week of 2A will be the week before high school kicks off. So, You know, it's funny too, Matt, because – when we were talking about doing, kind of getting started, I thought we're going to have to waste a lot of time. And now I'm looking at it as we got a lot to get in before it starts. We do. We sure do. And going to give us a huge shout out to our producer, Mr. Carl Spears, who unfortunately cannot be with us tonight. He's uh, he's battled COVID the last, what, two and a half weeks and uh, yeah. was in the hospital in pretty bad shape. and. Through lots of prayers and encouragement, uh, luckily he pulled through, and he's back at home with his family now. So, I uh, talked to Carl today, and let me tell you, it was bad. It was. I mean, for you know, Carl's—he's a little older than me, a little older than you, mm-hmm. so he's not a real young guy. And for somebody that's not a real young guy to get it, it's a little more serious. And what's scary is talking to him and hearing him how it went down, and how it had really gotten pretty bad before he got in care for it. He was saying, you know, he was in the hospital, and he, Jackson, his son, had taken him to the ER, and he, he couldn't, like, 
come up with his birth date. And, I mean, it was, oh, he was, fever was so bad, you yeah. know. And to think that the people that we've heard of in that situation really had a tough battle. I'm not saying that he doesn't, sure. but he's home. That's right. That's right. You know, he's home, and, and, he, and he sounded good today. Good, good. So continue your prayers to him. Uh, I, know he, I know he was excited to get out of that hospital and get back to, oh, yeah. get back to the house. So. Stuttgart, Carl, we're praying for you, buddy. That's right. So we got 7A. Yeah. We're going to do some pretty cool stuff this year. Things that we didn't get into much. I don't guess we really ever did last year. Dude, I think we did one coach interview last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Coach Shucker at, at Arkadelphia. That's right. And uh, we're going to uh, – we're going to be interviewing these coaches, and we had a pretty good idea that that coaches would be willing to do it. Yeah, but these guys jumped at the opportunity to they talk did. about their teams. They did, and let me tell you, some of the ones that we've we started with here in seven A, man, what they were awesome. Like I'm gonna tell you, they set the bar high. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. Uh, so you're in for a treat. Um, you know we. We're limited a little bit on on the information out right now, as far as you know, players' names and uh, numbers coming back and things like that. Hopefully, um, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to get some more of that information. But that, and we don't want to tell a whole lot because they're going to talk about it. That's right. That's right. So we're going to kind of preview um, the West. So this first section, we're going to break the seven A down into two podcasts, and so. Going forward, uh, these next four or five weeks, we're going to have two podcasts per week, and then we'll have, um, like I said, that last week will be the two A preview, and then we'll jump right into this into week zero. Yeah, and and the reason we're breaking into two podcasts is because of the length of the interviews. They're not. I'm not going to say they're not long, but what I wasn't expecting and was pleasantly surprised with is, you know, I figured we'd get on there and talk for you know four or five minutes. They'd talk about their players and everything, but we. We had to cut all of them off a little bit just because we could have talked for thirty hours. minutes. Yes, yeah. I, I'm telling you, there's you'll you're going to see when you hear it what we're talking about. But the, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it was you could have done a podcast with each one of these guys. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, just to kind of go through uh, the seven A West last year, how they ended up. You had, of course, you had Bentonville that went ten and one in regular in the regular season finished the first place seed in that conference, uh, undefeated in conference play. Fayetteville ended up in the second seed at four and six, but they, they went four and, four and one in conference play. And, you know, looking at this junk, uh, it just reminds me, going back through the numbers, of just how crazy last year was. You know, and, uh, you know, talking to these guys, that was one thing that I'd kind of put out of my mind. Right. Was that they had to deal with that? Yeah, and because uh, hopefully my my mind is is set like we're not dealing with that anymore. Yeah, uh, but you're right. I mean the numbers are so all hard to read yeah, because you just it's a different world. It's just all over the board. I mean you got teams that played seven conference games. You got teams that played five. <laughs> you got teams that played six. Like it's just it was all over the board because some teams had to miss due to COVID and. Um, and then it, when it come down to the seating, like it was, it was just craziness. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, us not being up there in the Northwest part of the state, you know, we, we didn't get to see a lot of that. We did make a, a trip up there, uh, later in the season, but Bentonville just really rolled. They did. And, and, you know, and, and it was seeing it, you know, the, the, the central is so competitive. Mm-hmm. There's so much in seven, a right now, the teams are so strong that you 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 kind of wonder okay who's going to come out from up there and can they 
can they compete with them? And uh, the whole season, we're like, man, Bentonville's doing some stuff up there, buddy. They are, and they they've kind of they've kind of earmarked their program as one of the tops in the state year after year, and and so. Leading up into the playoffs, you know, looking at Bentonville scores and how they did week after week, we were all excited to think Bentonville and Bryant are going to end up in the finals. That's right. We're going to get to see who the West or the Central, which one is actually better. And uh, man, Bentonville got knocked off by Cabot in the, yeah in, in the playoffs in a close one, very close game. But then you look, and and I know that those guys up there have to get tired of hearing about the Central because I mean it's it's been so powerful that. I'm sure they feel like that they get all the attention, uh, but but man, just to show you how good the Central was this last year, that Cabot team that knocked them off, it kind of was like, well, a lesser team maybe knocked them yeah. off. But you look how close Cabot played Conway. Right. I mean, it was tooth and nail on that one. Yeah. I mean, you're they're right there in the mix. And and to be fair to the Central, I'm sure that that all the praise is welcome because it wasn't three or four years ago. That's right. The West was dominating. That's Central. right. So uh, it's kind of flip flopped these last three yeah. four years. Of course. You know, having Bryant winning three in a row helps that conference. But like you said, it's it's not just Bryant. I mean, it's it's throughout that conference now that it. I mean, there's a lot of parity. Yeah. Hey, one thing I want to. I, 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 we don't hear a lot about stuff up there, but you know, we've heard some things about school choice mm-hmm. and how maybe some players moving from school to school in Central Arkansas. I wonder how that's affecting them up there as well, because those schools are close. Yeah, they're very close. You know, you know, it's got to play a factor. I mean, it's got to. But uh, just to go back through the numbers, West uh, Bentonville West finished in the in third place with a six and five record, uh, four and two in conference. And then you had Harbor coming in at five and seven on the season, four and three in conference. Rogers at six and three and three and two in conference. Then Springdale three and eight and two and five in the sixth seed. Southside, the seventh seed at two and nine, one and five in conference, and then Heritage have a, had a rough year last year, coming in at one and ten, and then zero oh and seven in conference play. Who had the most wins besides uh, Bentonville uh, outside of outside of conference? As far as just total wins, yeah. um, Rogers was six, and Bentonville West was six. Okay, uh, it seemed like uh, I'm trying. I'm I'm really not remembering this, but it seemed like Bentonville beat West pretty good. They did. I was yeah. thinking so because yeah. that was the last game of the regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if anybody can push them this year. Because I'm just going to go ahead and guess that Bentonville's going to be good again. Yeah, they they reload every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know you'll hear Coach Grant here in a minute uh, in his interview talking about some of the key pieces that they lost, but they've also got some they've got some talent and, and skill position players up there. And that's the thing about a school or, or, or the 7A conference when you've got schools of this size. Once you – and you see it in Bryant and in North Little Rock other places too where once you've set a culture and started a program, created a program, you do reload mm-hmm. because you've go, you're going to have the numbers. And unless it's just an odd case, you're going to have kids because of the size of the schools. Right. So if you've got that program in place on down through – the junior high, middle school, you're going to just be reloading as long as you can keep that culture in place. Right, and that and that's the thing about it. It's a lot easier to recruit kids into your into your program when you do have a winning tradition and sure. you do have that culture in place because they want to be a part of it. I mean, that's what's always always impressed me about some smaller schools. You take a Nashville, mm-hmm. even Mineral Springs where I grew up. It's 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 for a long time they were the smallest school. When I was there, it was a small school that played football instead of Arkansas. 
we were always good right. every single year. And it, you know, it's tradition and, and, and you say, well, tradition doesn't win just because just by being tradition, it wins because kids are playing. And that's why when you, when I was in high school, you go to a Nashville high school game. One year I watched them. We, they played on Thursday night. They played Ashdown, right? And Ashdown was actually a classification higher than them. And Nashville had almost twice as many kids on the sidelines as Ashdown did. That's crazy. Now Ashdown's program at the time was struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't say struggling. They were down compared to where they are now. Right. But you got a smaller classification. But I mean, every kid in Nashville played football. Yeah. They wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be a scrapper. So. <laughs> But anyway, that's uh, that's kind of a wrap-up on how the, the West finished up last year. Of course, you know, we, we fully expect Bentonville to be uh, up there towards the top again this season. Uh, they got a lot of pieces returning. Fayetteville should be good. Uh, they got one of the top recruits in the state at receiver, the Isaiah Sintega kid. Uh, I think he, co- he committed originally to A&M yep. and then decommitted, and now he's recommitted to Oregon. I saw that because yeah. there was a lot of talk of when he decommitted that it was going to go to Arkansas. Right. Because it made sense. Sure. He's a track star. Fayetteville kid. Track star, receiver. It just made sense. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is maybe, you know, he wanted to wanted some new scenery, wanted to get out of Fayetteville and, and kind of spread his wings He's a sure going to get it because <laughs> it's a whole different world up there. It is for sure. Okay, and then you got uh, – I know West, uh, Bentonville West has got uh, some athletes for sure. There's a kid that actually went to school for a little bit here in Greenbrier named Braden Jones that uh, turned some heads at the Razorback camp. Boy, did he ever. What did he run, a four three six As a linebacker. Yeah, so kid is uh, – he'll be a junior, so he's he's still young, but he's, he's making a name for himself. They were talking to him a couple of weeks ago on the buzz after that camp, and uh, they they were asking him, you know, are you being recruited to play linebacker? Because you don't see linebackers that fast. And a lot of it you know, could have to do with it. he's probably not as big as a college linebacker. Right. And he said for now, yeah, I, he did say he was going to run the ball a lot, I think, more this year, uh, which you'd be crazy not to get yeah. a kid like that the ball. But uh, that right for now, he's going to be a linebacker, uh, but definitely could see a strong safety you know, depending on his size, maybe even a corner out of sure. like that. Yeah, I think it. I think right now he's what five eleven, one sixty. I was gonna say something like one seventy somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, good. That's uh that's kind of the the rundown of the West. We've got a a treat for you. We we interviewed Coach uh, Jody Grant about uh, a couple days ago. Uh, he was uh, gracious enough to give us a few minutes of his time. And uh, man, what a job he's done with that program up there. You know, when they went through that split, when you know, Bentonville split into Bentonville, Bentonville West. Um, he was, I think, a coordinator at the time and, and had worked under Coach Lunny and uh, kind of took that program. And I think from from what I've heard is that was the program that was going to kind of be the the second the fiddle. The stepchild. The stepchild, that's right. And uh, He said, not so fast. <laughs> and he's flipped the script on them. So, yeah. Uh, that is the premier uh, program in, in uh, Bentonville right now. And he's got them rolling. But uh, if you want to, just yeah. go. We'll, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and play that uh, play that interview for you, uh, so you can hear. And, and man, you're gonna love it because we did. And uh, we'll we'll come back after we we play this and, and talk a little bit. But uh, uh, we've got it here. I'm gonna start play here, and then uh, we'll be back in just a bit. 
And here we are. We are live here with Coach Jody Grant from Bentonville, the Tigers up there in northwest Arkansas. Matt Wilcox alongside here uh, with me. Coach Grant, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing really good. Good, good. It's, it's great to have you on. Let me tell you, you know, we're down here close to the central part of the state, so we don't get to see a whole lot from northwest Arkansas. We just hear about it. But, man, let me tell you, your program last year, you guys really did some big things up there in that, in that side yeah. of the, the, the state. Yeah, we had a we had a good year. You know, last year was tough on all coaches and all players dealing with the COVID mess, but we were able to uh, you know battle through that and had a good year. We 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 had a unique non conference situation due to COVID. We lost a game, so we had to add a you know add a game, an impromptu matchup between the number one team in the state of Kansas and travel to them. All of our non conference games were on the road. We went we opened up with at Conway, and then we traveled to Kansas City to play. Kansas City Rockhurst, and the very next week we traveled to Kansas, Shawnee, Kansas to play Mill Valley, and uh, we were fortunate to win all three of those, and then went on into our conference play and, uh, you know, finished the regular season 10-0, and got a uh, got a first-round bye due to a forfeit by Southwest Little Rock, and then uh, the one game I don't like to talk about is we got basically upset by a very good Cabot team in the second round of playoffs. So, but overall, you know, if you can get over the one loss, which I haven't yet, um, <laughs> you, you can, uh, you got to chalk it up as a good year overall. Yeah. We, we, we always, you know, do some, uh, we pick some games every week and we kind of had you guys slated to, to face off, uh, against Bryant in the, in the finals. So we were a little bit surprised ourselves that, that Cabot kind of got you there in the playoffs. Yeah. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about that game? If it's not too painful? Well, it's too soon, but I'll do it for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, listen, it, first of all, Cabot was playing really good football when they came to our place. I mean, the week before, uh, they looked really sharp against Rodgers. We actually went and watched that game. And, you know, we had beaten Rodgers pretty good, but they, they handled them really well. And so we knew what we were getting into when they came up there. Their quarterback that night against us made every throw, was hitting windows. Just We, were, we got them in a lot of third and long situations. And uh, he made he made perfect throws, and, and those guys made great catches. And then, you know, they had a you know we had the ball with less than forty seconds left on the two yard line going in, uh, first down and two from the two with forty seconds left, and we fumble it, and they get oh, it, and ball game's over. So um, it's just a you know bad deal, and and they I, I gave a lot of credit to them. They they. You know, we we got after them pretty good in the first half, and they could have easily shut it down. But they battled and, and competed, and you know, even even when we're driving down late to score, you know, our run game had been so successful. Our back at a two hundred yards rushing that day, and you know, it could have been easy to for them to lay it down. But they they bowed their neck and had a guy come up and stick our running back. Uh, you know, we lost the ball and they won the game. Wow. So, uh, it was it was a from a fan's perspective, I would say it was a phenomenal football game. Uh and, and it was intense and all that stuff. But uh anyway, it didn't go our way and, and they went on and played North Little Rock in the semifinals and uh and then obviously North Little Rock beat them and went on to play Bryant. But yeah, we 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 were hopeful. Truthfully, we wanted a shot at Bryant. Sure. We yeah. we felt like we felt like we were the best uh option to beat them. You know that's easy to say now. It's all you know, but that's what we felt like going in. We felt like if we could just, and we knew we did take our best, but we felt like of all the seven eighteens, we had the best shot at it because we were really good on defense. We sure. had a really good speed, and uh, you know, 
scoring a lot of points at one of the top offenses in the 7A at, at that point. So we felt like our opportunity was there, but we just didn't get it done against Cabot. And, and, and truthfully, uh, you look back on it and, and you wonder if our kids weren't thinking about Bryant too much that they overlooked the team. You know, you, right, you never right. know. Well, I mean, you're talking about 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, and it's it's easy to do sometimes. And, uh, oh, absolutely. That's, that's definitely a tough one to get over. We'll – Talk to us a little bit about what you got coming back this season and maybe some of your strengths that you got coming into this year. Yeah, so we return um, we return an all-state running back, two all-state receivers, um, which are, you know, I think we have two of the top receivers in the state. Um, Chaz Nimrod is uh, one of the top recruiting targets in the state of Arkansas. He's probably got about 20 offers right now, Division One offers. Uh, and then Cooper Smith, who is just as, talented of, of a player uh, is returning. So, um, And then our, our all-state back for last year, Josh Ficklin, that was a sophomore, uh, he'll be returning. So you feel good about your, you know, offensively because of the weapons you have. And that doesn't include some of the other guys that uh, are very talented as well. And then we return one on the offensive line. So I would say if there's a question mark on our offensive line, but uh, each year I say that and we, and we just put some guys that it's just their time and, and they come in and do you know, it's almost like you feel like you got the same group every year just because it's a program developmental thing and right. it's, it's their time to be up there. So offensively, we're excited. Our quarterback um, this year played a lot last year as a backup. We got a, we mercy ruled about six or seven of our opponents last year, so uh, he got a lot of quality reps. And it's his time. He's Drew Wright. He'll be a senior, 6'3", strong-arm kid, very intelligent. Um, he's smart, knows who to get the ball to, knows how to run our offense studies film just you know checks all the boxes as far as what you want sure in a quarterback and then defensively probably the, the you know we returned three starters and so we got some youth on defense uh but we got some kids that are very coachable and play hard and very much like our offensive line we just have a tendency to find guys that you know figure it out and make us pretty good so did you did you say how much you were losing on defense yeah, so we're only returning three of our starters okay. on defense. Okay, okay. So we yeah. got eight eight new faces out there. Um, but a defense that we, was predominant. Yeah, we were really good on defense last year. You know, I had, you know, I had two linebackers. I had a Division One linebacker, I two Division Two linebackers, and our three fourth team. Um, uh, two of my defensive linemen signed college scholarships. Uh, I had a corner that signed a college scholarship. Wow. Uh, an all-state safety that we graduated. So, yeah, we had, we just we were really good on defense with speed that could we could hang with a lot of people. You know, when you're when your Mike linebacker runs a four four, that that's <laughs> that pretty helps. special. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I guess that would probably be the key to your success this year is is being able to fill those spots uh, with with the offense that you obviously have coming back, uh, a lot of talent there. And the success that you had, being so dominant in your conference and and and, and even in the state, you know, uh, it's a, it's I guess for you, it's a, it's it's getting those 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 spots filled on defense, isn't it? Yeah, I think we got to find the right fit on defense, and and we've moved some, you know, we we've taken some pieces and moved around just to to give ourselves basically what we think are the best eleven. And they may not be a perfect fit for a position that they're playing, but we feel like they're the best 11 football players out on the field defensively. Uh, at the same time, you know, our starting outside linebacker from last year's team has been moved inside linebacker um, just to make sure because we got really good young outside linebackers. So it gives us the opportunity to get those young guys that can run on the field. So, you know, I like I like where we're coming. We got 
probably some undersized defensive linemen, but they're really good technique guys, and they play hard and they're strong. And so it'll be fun to watch. I mean, we're, you know, I think when we get off the bus, we don't look like a team that's, like, super intimidating um, from the defensive side, but, but they run to the ball and they tackle well. And they're very coachable and disciplined, and it's fun to watch, uh, watch these guys play. Well, that's awesome, Coach. You've obviously done a, a fantastic job leading the, the Tigers up there, your, your perennial powerhouse every year. It seems like Bentonville's always in the in the talk about a, you know, a state championship. So, you know, we're looking for big things out of you again this year. And um, just thanks for coming on, and, and good luck to you this season. Yeah, Coach. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, Coach. I mean, you guys, you guys were just – I mean, it was impressive week to week seeing how you guys would play. And, and like I said, we hope we get to see that that matchup this year, you know, against against whoever ends up on the big side of the, of the, of the Central this year. So, we're looking forward to it, Coach. Appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Coach Jody Grant with Bentonville. Man, what a what a fun interview. Absolutely. Good dude. Uh, you can just tell he'd be a fun guy to play for. Um, you know, defensively, they've got some holes to fill, as he, as he talked right. about. You know, they had two linebackers. I think, you know, he said one of those kids ran a 4-4 last year, which is just incredible to think about a middle linebacker running a 4-4 in yeah. high school. But uh, definitely got some holes to fill on the defensive side, but he's very optimistic about that offense this year. Well, when you consider what he's returning on offense, you know, I don't want to downplay defense, especially being a guy that's so defensive-minded, played defense, loves it. You can usually find guys to play it, though. Sure. You just got to buy into the system and do and and play your role, right? So if you can, as long as you can fill that role with what they have coming back in those skill positions on offense, they're going to be tough. They're going to be real tough. And you know, defensively, they were they were special last year. Now they had some they had some great athletes and they had some pieces to make it a lot easier to be good defensively. But you know, the scheme's got to be there. You can't just have great players to be no. sound right. defensively. So and it sounds like he's got some guys at least. We know some that that have the 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 tangibles. Sure. I guess the the four four or is he say four four? Yeah. I mean, that's fast. And, and and he's got you know he's got some guys that he said are very coachable and um, that'll buy in. And so I think that I think they're going to be the the favorite coming out of that conference. Now you have a mutual friend of his, don't you? I do, Mr. Ty Miller, one of my best friends, and uh, I think uh, Jody and Ty go way back. And when Jody gets down here um, in the central part of the state, he him and Ty hook up and uh, still really good friends. And um, yeah, see a golfer? I don't know if Jody golfs or not. We should ask him because if you know we we need a place to go play and a reason to go play in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> hey, what high school coach doesn't golf? I think that's a good point. <laughs> so. Uh, we, uh, I guess that about wraps us up for, yeah. for the West. Yeah. You know, we, uh, don't have a near as much content for the West as we do for the central. Uh, but, uh, man, I, I'm real interested to see how that thing plays out up there this year. Me too. Me too. It's, uh, you know, the biggest classification in the state. So it's always some really good football, especially up there in the Northwest part. I wish we were closer so we could see more yes. of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely some, some teams to be looking out for that, could I mean could get uh, you know Bryant's going to try to defend again for the fourth time this year so I think you're going to see some of those West teams uh, contend and, and play well in the playoffs and may have a shot at a state title this year. Well, you know with with Bryant 
losing a lot, mm-hmm. obviously we expect them to reload and be good mm-hmm. uh, with that coaching staff too. I mean, sure. they're going to be good. You know, North Little Rock losing, you know, a great quarterback, uh, losing their head coach. I I, I really like what we're going to see yeah. from Coach Sanford. I, I, he was one of my favorites uh, to talk to. But, uh, you know, it's going to be different this year, though. It will and, be. Uh, you know, that we wanted to see that Bentonville-Bryant game last year, and we yeah. may get a chance this year. That's true. That's true. Man, it's so excited to be back on the mic. And uh, just I looked it up a minute ago, counting this Friday – we were six Fridays away from high school football, which just makes me excited. So, so much for coasting through until we get to get to the games. Yeah, coasting, we got a lot to go through. Coasting is over, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, great show. Uh, we're going to put out two podcasts this week. Yeah, that's right. So get ready, uh, and when we get back, uh, when you hear from us again, we'll be going over seven A Central. That's right. All right, Matt. Check you later. All right, peace out. <laughs>